0: Welcome to the Learn More Podcast with Frank and Frank. This is Frank Holt. When I moved here, I searched for ways to learn more about my community and new home. When I saw Pilot Radio, I got excited about creating a resource that people could always access to learn about the interesting and diverse people in our area. This is Frank Daniels. Frank came to Pilot
1: Radio with his idea, let's do it, I said. And thus was born the Learn More Podcast. Whether you're moving here, visiting, or were born here, we hope that you learn more about the wonderful place that we call home.
0: Today's Learn More Podcast is with Phil Wurz, President and CEO of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Phil, it's great having you join us today to learn more about the Bureau's involvement to help stimulate the growth of tourism in the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, and Aberdeen area. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, appreciate it. appreciate the invite. You're welcome. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to Southern Pines, Pinehurst, yeah. and Aberdeen area.
2: Yeah, I you know I would venture to the Sandhills and Pinehurst when I was in my news media days, uh, when I worked in Charlotte and in Greenville, North Carolina, and Wilmington. Um, we would come here for media days for golf and this was long before the US Open in 1999 Mm -hmm. so I remember playing golf here back into the late 80s and into the 90s so you know obviously things have changed quite a bit and I always remembered uh, this area being incredible for golf Um, you know and having lived in other destinations and having taught golf professionally in China, uh, you know, this oh. place always was very near and dear to me. And especially after the 1999 U.S. Open, because I was a Payne Stewart fan, uh, it's, you know, I've had a pretty securitous um, career uh, from news media. i worked for four major uh, resort hotel, luxury resort properties um from Washington, D.C. to Naples, Florida, to mm-hmm. Destin, Florida, um, and the Girl Park Inn in, in North Carolina here in Asheville. I worked for a couple of ad- advertising agencies, had golf clients, uh, midlife crisis, became a golf pro teaching professional with the PJ school, passed my PJ players test, taught in China for six months at Mission Hills Academy for Cindy Reed. Uh, came back to the United States and worked for Club Corp. I uh, worked for some three very high-end private clubs in the Atlanta area. And from there, came to Pinehurst, got an opportunity. Uh, in fact, a friend of mine, uh, he is currently our marketing partner with Media One out of Raleigh, Martin Arms, he reached out to me when I was in Atlanta wasn't looking for a job. I worked at the Golf Club of Georgia in Horseshoe Bend. And in fact, the Golf Club of Georgia is Georgia Tech's home club. Uh, and the gentleman who won the U.S. Open here in, in 2019, uh, Andy Ochiltree, uh, I would see him every day at the club. And then seeing him win the U.S. Amateur was really cool. Cool to see. Um, but he reached out to me and said, "Hey, there's an opportunity here in Pinehurst. I'd never worked. I've worked in tourism uh, on the luxury resort side, but never on the C.V.B. side. So, uh, and I think I learned in, in later years. Uh, Tom Pasley, who's the president of the resort." Uh, and my current board chairman said, "Yeah, we didn't want somebody with CVB experience. We wanted somebody new with a fresh perspective." Mm-hmm. Uh, my predecessor had been the president and CEO for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically, we both attended James Madison University, and uh, so the, the only CVB uh, CEOs we've ever known are all graduates in James Madison. Uh, so that's kind of a, kind of a cool kind of a cool factoid there. So uh, I came here almost five years ago. I'm in my fifth fiscal year, and uh, I, you know, hope to stay here for the rest of my career. I'm an avid Golfer, yeah. uh, love to play, and um, man, with everything going on
0: in this destination, couldn't be in a better place. Uh, we can't get anybody better than you. I mean, well, the thank you. golf profession can't have anybody better that. than you. It's amazing. Wow. Since Dang. you
1: touched on it, can you uh, cover the history of our CVB and uh, where it is today?
2: Yeah, sure. It started in 1987. In fact, one of my board members, George Little, uh, is still a very vibrant person in this community. I believe he ran for governor in 1992. He uh, is a salesperson for State Farm Insurance, which is just steps away from from the pilot offices right here. Uh, He helped start that. And in fact, our business is... Uh, it's part of, of legislation enacted by the General mm-hmm. Assembly in 1987, uh, and and all CVBs across the state have some form of legislation that was approved by the state legislature. So ours was first uh, uh, approved in 1987, uh, and then it was updated in 2011, and then our current rendition of our legislation is from 2015. Uh, so basically... What I say in a nutshell is our job as a CVB, as a tourism entity, in fact, our formal name, our legal name, if we have to fill out any legal documents, we're known as the Moore County Tourism Development Authority or Moore County TDA. You know, informally, we're the Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. It's probably the longest name of a CVB in the country, uh, <laughs> but but it is what it is because we can't just say Pinehurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Aberdeen is uh, the southern end of the county, obviously, and that's where the most of the the, the dollars are generated. And we make our money from a 3 per, 3% occupancy tax. So when somebody stays at a Hampton Inn or even a short-term rental, Three percent of that uh, goes to the county. They remit that tax t- tax to the county. They take their small administrative fee, and then they release the funds to us. Uh, by law and by our legislation, we have to use two thirds of those dollars for marketing purposes, uh, minimum. Like this. Our current fiscal year, it's about 85% that we use for marketing. The rest is for our rent and salaries, overhead, postage, things that we need to do, promotions, uh, producing our destination guide, things to to operate the business. So our sole mission is to promote tourism. Uh, My 30-second elevator speech is basically we get paid to market this destination to get the people to come here from around the world, spend all their money, and then go home. So we're not we, – we understand that people come here and they fall in love with the place and they want to move here, uh, but our our responsibility ends when we get them to the destination, they have a great time, and they rebook and want to come back
0: year in and year out. Well, if the area growing like it is, just say within the last five years, can you see a super spike of – people that are coming as tourists oh, play sure. golf and just uh yeah in fact horses.
2: you know 97% of our budget is based on that occupancy tax mm. and collections mm. so you know we have doubled our occupancy tax collections in in 5 years uh i've been here 5 years so you know i like to think that we, it, we have a part in that uh, but i know uh mr um Tom Beto used to, was my original C V B board chairman. He is former president, CCNC, chairman of the Republican Party in Moore County. Uh, he made it quick to, to say, Hey, your marketing is good, but I'm the resort it had, plays a huge role in that they're responsible for almost half of our occupancy tax mm-hmm. they've been experiencing record growth uh in fact their business has kind of shifted to more of a leisure play mm-hmm. versus it used to be 45 about 45 percent leisure 55 percent corporate or business uh and larger groups that would come uh, conventions things like that mm-hmm. but the leisure demand especially after the pandemic well oh. during the pandemic golf surged because you know social distancing and golf it was like the best Recreation because you can be outside, you can socially distance. So golf enjoyed a huge resurgency. So that's another big um, feather in our cap when it comes to the success of the CVB. So the resurgence of golf, the fact that five sectors of the golf sales industry, from balls to gloves to shoes to clubs, uh, all had record sales years in Hmm. 2020. Um, So there were a number of factors. It was kind of a perfect storm uh, that led to our success. Uh, So, again, I I think our marketing has a part – inept but but obviously there are a number of factors that determine that and then with the usga moving here their second headquarters building golf house pinehurst more u.s opens from 2024 which is already on the docket and then one's added for 2029 2035 2041 and 2047 uh, i've committed those years to memory yeah, <laughs> and nice. and you know we haven't we haven't stopped yet i mean we could get more u.s women's opens u.s amateurs junior amateurs so you know u.s adaptive open was their inaugural year this year so that was a huge success and i think the usga learned a lot uh, for that first um, attempt at that, at that championship from the U.S. Olympic Committee uh, that started work in 2016 to kind of learn, because the U.S. Olympic Committee has the Paralympics. Hmm. So they learned a lot from that, and I think the first, uh, the inaugural uh, running of the Adaptive Open, I think they learned a lot. So next year, when we get to host it again at Pine Ridge Number 6, I think you'll see some improvements on, on some things that the USA learned. Uh, it was a phenomenal event. If you didn't go, I encourage you to go, because... It was so inspiring. I saw one gentleman. I can't remember his first name. His last name was Bemis. Um, And you had, you know, I saw double amputees with prosthetics in both legs, but Mr. Bemis didn't have a prosthetic right leg. He just, on one leg. And I watched him pipe drives down the middle 250 yards on the driving range for 20 minutes. And it's like... In fact, I recorded that video and I sent it to a friend of mine that works with WRL and Raleigh. And I said, I will never moan on the golf course ever again mm-hmm. because when you see mm-hmm. somebody like that, it's just so inspiring. So, I, what a great success and a great idea for the USGA to, to commit to Adaptive Open and truly show that golf is for
0: everybody. With that demand coming on, hotel accommodations, restaurants, the ability to accommodate. I mean, all the flux is coming. And then having enough land. I mean, do you see? I'm sort of jumping around, but gosh, you're talking about number of people here you're, number you're of courses right yeah. yeah so we've expansion. got 38
2: courses now 30 38 just, just under 40 um piners <laughs> is going to announce piners number 10 at some point i think that's the the worst kept secret in town i think everybody knows it's going to happen at some point and they've made it publicly known that that will happen uh we've heard some you know, what is that going to be down at the pit mm. uh the former pit down off highway 5 toward down toward aberdeen there what is piners number 10 going to be is it going to be the golf or kind of clubhouse or will there be accommodations a hotel cottages mm-hmm. you know so we're hearing a lot of different things and and i'm not i'm not on the staff of Pinehurst resort so mr passion only tells me what i need to know to, to help me do my job as the president ceo of the cvb but uh, i do know mr denman is you know committed to this destination committed to that resort mm-hmm. is not afraid to invest in the resort and the destination, and we certainly thank him for everything he's done along with the USGA. But to your point about uh, accommodations, uh, I've sent an internal memo once we realized on August 1st when we got our numbers for our final month of our fiscal year of June uh, 2022, we surpassed $3 million in occupancy tax collections for the first time ever. This Mm. was one year after we surpassed $2 million for the first time ever. So we grew the business 39.1% in one year, year over year, 2021 to 2022 fiscal year. Not calendar year. We go from July 1st to June 30th in our fiscal year. So that's tremendous growth. Uh, And in my internal memo, I said, you know, I don't know if we've peaked because – until we have more inventory, more hotels. Mm -hmm. I know Bonnie McPeak. You may know her. She owns the the Hampton Inn, the Hilton Mm -hmm. Garden Inn, and the Town Place Suites in Aberdeen. Uh, She's gotten approval to build a courtyard by Marriott. Uh, She's kind of waiting to see how things go with the economy and potential recession and -hmm. and those headwinds as to whether she's going to start that project sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so that will eventually come. Short-term rentals have doubled in number uh, and over the last year so we've there's my june report i get from air dna they keep all this inventory so i learned mm-hmm. not only how many short-term rentals there are but what revenue they're driving uh, so we're there over 600 short-term rentals in moore county as of june 2022 over 400 of those are in pinehurst and in the news you're hearing about mm-hmm. potential restrictions mm-hmm. or banning of short-term rentals which has not happened yet mm-hmm. you know so i really don't i have no political stance on it whether mm-hmm. i agree with with those approaches by the, the Town council of village of pine Uh, we're certainly watching it closely but the people for the most part that we follow uh, pay the occupancy tax so that obviously grows the destination helps supply our budget Uh, but again we take no stance Uh, you know we respect what the village of pinehurst wants to do uh, and we'll see what happens after that but i will tell you that outside of pinehurst short-term rentals are growing uh, even faster in southern pines they they grew at 145 percent increase over the last year and over the course of one year from june 21 to june 22 Short-term rentals in Moore County accounted for 20 million dollars in revenue, so there is a huge economic impact by short-term rentals. So, again, getting back to whether we can, you know, will we see more success at the CVB? Mm. It depends on how many more short-term rentals there mm. are. If there are some that are removed, um, obviously that would have some sort of impact. Uh, then we need more hotels, the resorts. You know, mm-hmm. they took plans off to to build a small boutique hotel but i think down the road they will probably expand uh to kind of meet the demand Mm -hmm. uh as this destination grows it's going to double in size by 2030 so i think that's the prediction yeah, Double back. no, it's it's going to happen, going to happen. Uh, after the 2024 U.S. Open. All the roads around here will be basically, virtually every road coming into Pinehurst will be five lanes. Uh, so, in the interchange of Highway One and 15501 will be reimagined. Uh, the circle you read about in the paper in the pilot that you know the circle uh, in Pinehurst, which everybody loves to talk about, uh, you know, what is that going to be a reimagined? Will the circle go away? Will it be an interchange? The DOT says no. It should stay. You know, it should should become an interchange. But I think other people think it, it should be stay as a circle because it mm-hmm. has historic relevance mm-hmm. will there be a tunnel a flyover I, I don't know I'm not a, a highway engineer but uh, there is massive growth coming to the destination and mm. you know our job is to promote the area to people to come to visit and to leave um, but we understand there's going to be a demand on services things like that so you know if you're a town and a town manager that's a big challenge to, uh, to come up with that vision and have an understanding that this ad- destination is going to grow how do we do that and not become a carrier apex uh, and still maintain the history and the quaintness of our village of Pinehurst and, you know, the beautiful downtown Broad Street experience that you have here in Southern Pines. So uh, it is a great challenge, uh, but we're, we're glad to be a part of it. We want to be part of that vision.
0: Well, we're mighty glad you're leading that ship because uh, you've got experience. It's really amazing. I don't know
2: if I'm leading that I ship, am. but I, I'm, I'm on the boat. Let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> Look, the, uh, the 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 expression home of American golf. Yeah. Or America golf. I mean, that's that says a lot. That's clout, but yeah, it it's does. also like, I'm yeah. here.
2: You know, and, and you hear the marketing term
0: tagline. So, you know, mm-hmm. like Myrtle Beach said, you know,
2: we're, we're the golf capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it, you know, I don't know. It's a tagline. Everybody's got a tagline. Everybody's got a slogan. Yeah. You know, and I think until the USGA announcer were coming for the second headquarters in Golf House, golf House piners. Home of American golf might have sounded a little trite, maybe a bit of a tagline, but I think it's completely validated uh, by the USGA saying, you know, this – even Mike Wan said in his speech, this is the home of American golf. So when you got the president of the the USGA saying this is the home of American golf and the power that he wields in that organization, how important they are to the game and the growth of the game of golf, uh, that's hugely significant. And when you think about our partnership with St. Andrews, St. Andrews is the home of golf. I watched the Hmm. British Open a couple weeks ago, and they said home of golf. San Andrews is the home of golf uh in fact our website is homeofgolf.com so you know i guess the they could take exception to that and i think in the past i haven't seen the letter but i've heard there were letters in the past from st andrews that said to cease and desist cease and desist using home of golf it should be theirs but it is our domain we own it uh, but we are the home of american golf we don't profess to be the home of golf that's st andrews but we are truly we believe the home of american golf with pinehurst pinehurst number two hosting the u.s opens the history to tradition uh, the past that we have with the USGA, which goes back decades, uh, we truly have an argument that that is not just a tagline, it, it is a fact. With
0: well, if so many people come in that may want to learn golf, and they may say, gosh, that's so expensive, I can't learn golf here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard there in some hours or some facilities that may offer free instruction or free uh, play the courses. Is that something that... that is true out there for someone who just wants to? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, it's interesting because even when I taught in China, um, you know, I remember when I wasn't teaching, I would be in the clubhouse and I'd give somebody my card saying, "After you play your round today, come come see me and I'll I'll give you a lesson for free." and obviously trying to convert them to a five lesson package which they would pay for uh but you know every you know i think longleaf golf and family club does a great job they've got the u.s kids golf academy and the u.s kids foundation there Mm -hmm. they do a tremendous job of growing the game as as we record this podcast the u.s kids world championships is going on uh obviously the parade is huge uh there's 2200 kids here and their families from around the world in all 50 states um you know when it comes to like free golf opportunity yeah there are organizations mm-hmm. like first tee mm-hmm. and others that do things to grow the mm-hmm. game and mm-hmm. i think people understand that and we talked about how you know the growth of the game with the record sales and all the different sectors of mm-hmm. golf uh it, it can be a pricey sport uh but i think there are organizations out there they're trying to make it appealing to everybody mm-hmm. uh, to make it affordable and um, you know hopefully we'll yeah. continue to grow the game i, I see definitely see that happening
0: That appeals to the diverse group of skilled players here in the community. So oh, it's it's, it's unbelievable.
2: You see these yeah. kids out there, and they're so good. And you know, when you have players like Scotty Scheffler played in the U.S. kids, you know, Colin Kaura played here, mm-hmm. Jordan Spieth played here. I mean, there are kids out here right now that are 7 to 14 years old that I guarantee you some of them are going to be playing in a U.S. Open one day. In fact, Peter Stilwell, who helps manage that event with Tar Heel Events and, and Tar Heel Communications, who's our event arm for the CVB, I think he said in this past year, uh, U.S. Open and British Open, there were 40 or 48 players that have played in junior-level U.S. kids that that are now professionals that have played professionally. And um, so that's pretty significant. There there are kids walking these streets in Pinehurst and Southern Pines during this event that are going to be professionals, and you're going to hear their name uh, on the professional ranks in Mm. the years to come.
0: And there are lots of private courses here. And any idea how many members would be here in pinehurst and southern pines that are members of golf courses i mean for someone that has no idea whether it be like 500 yeah. members you know maybe a thousand or sure just yeah. The scope of that?
2: yeah it's interesting because having worked in the private club industry uh sometimes private clubs keep those numbers secret oh, and well, don't wish to reveal them yeah. uh you know forest creek uh, obviously is a very prestigious high-end upscale club uh, i'm not sure how many members they have i mean the I'd hate to even venture mm-hmm. guests. Okay. I know, I'm pretty sure CCNC, because we do some video work for them, has about 700, 800 members, mm-hmm. uh, if I do believe, if, mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly from what Mr. Beto told me. Um, so those are the primary ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pinewild semi-private. Uh, Pinehurst, obviously, is resort guests, and mm-hmm. they do have members. Uh, Brian Metter is their membership uh, director. I think they have 800 members there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so exact numbers, I don't know. And again, mm-hmm. private clubs are they sometimes somewhat secretive with, with those numbers uh, for membership purposes. Purposes and for other for other reasons, but mm-hmm. uh, there is you know of the thirty eight you know thirty eight courses in the area. You've got nine. Pinehurst sometimes, like say they own, they have ten courses. They ten include courses. the Cradle, so that get you down to twenty eight. Forest Creek has two. That get you down to twenty six. Uh, Take down CCNC, that's 24. So, you know, you've got about Mm -hmm. 20, 22 courses Mm -hmm. that are public access in in this area. So as a CVB, we promote golf. And then there are package providers here. Uh, There are a number of them in the area. Greg Austin's a a great one um, with AME Golf. Um, He offers lodging, which pays occupancy tax, but then he gives people access to Mm -hmm. whether it be a resort course or Tobacco Road or Mid-South or Talamore. And Matt Hauser is a GM there. So there are relationships with different packages package providers, too. Uh, So when people come here to stay and play, they can access other golf courses, Pine Needles, Mid-Pines, and and Southern Pines Golf Club, part of that as well.
0: It seems like some of the resorts have different – they can appeal to different folks. Maybe a resort that needs meeting space, conference Mm -hmm. rooms, and so forth. And some that have been – hasn't there been one that's recently been renovated and open
2: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Southern Pines Golf Club, uh, owned by Kelly Miller and Ross Resorts. Uh, Kelly Miller is a vice president of our CVB board. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hired Kyle France to completely redesign Southern Pines Golf Club. In fact, right now, if you go over there, uh, if you're familiar with Thistledew, uh over at the resort, mm-hmm. it's basically a. Um, um, similar to the himalayas they call it at st andrews a huge putting green uh, putting a 18 hole putting course so kelly's doing that same thing at uh, southern pines golf club so that's kind of coming out of the ground right now and i know he has plans to build some cottages uh where the elks club used to be that's since been raised uh, but there is some land over there for him to add some we talked about occupancy tax and mm-hmm. and inventory for for more lodging so there's uh, i know kelly has ideas on on building four or five cottages at least and maybe some other plans as well uh, but at least that renovation Southern Pines Golf Club. Kyle removed about 800 trees uh, from that. If, if, oh. you, if I've, And I've played golf with people that played it for years what it looked like before and what it look, looks like now and they're like, it's a tremendous improvement. It's still a little rough around the edges because the renovation uh, just uh, opened last, I think it was September. Uh, so I think in another two or three years when that course matures, uh, it right now is a must play for anybody coming to visit the area but uh, that is going to be I mean, if you want to pick three courses that are, if you had to pick three that are, you got to play, uh, you know, people say number two, number four, number eight. uh, Pine Needles, Mid Pines, and Southern Pines Golf Mm -hmm. Club is not a bad trio either. And I'd put them up against Piners courses. uh, It's great. The competition is always good. You know, Mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's always good to have competition. And uh, we've got plenty of it here. How do you see the cradle impacting golf? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's it's the most, as Tom Pashley says, it's the most fun 789 yards you can have. Uh, and I agree. It's 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 interesting. I a, a good friend of mine I work with in television in Charlotte, Jeremy Reiner, does weather in Boston now. So we played number four a couple days ago. We played the cradle the night before uh, with his brother and their, collect- their respective wives. And so U.S. Kids was going on. So they're, you know. What typically would be a one-hour round on the cradle was two hours, but we didn't care because, I mean, you saw these kids out there, you know, you're playing golf, and, you know, we were in a in a fivesome, but you see some, there are ten-somes, people are barefoot, there's music playing, you know, the transfusions are flowing, and, you know, and there's just kids out there Good having time. a ball, it's, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you meet people from New York, you meet people from Costa Rica, and, and you know, I- Italy, and Mexico, and it's, you're like, you know what, This this really is a global game, and this is an incredible incubator for growing the game and the cradle does such a magnificent job of that because Pinehurst does such a great job of hospitality but it just makes the game fun you know. and I remember when I told you I first came to Piners in the late 80's and played golf to me because i'd play golf in myrtle beach as well which you know has a beach you know they kind of market the beach with their golf because i got a got the great asset there with the ocean there so but you know for me it always felt like in the late 80s it seemed kind of stuffy to me um you know I, it's like okay if i want to go golf and have fun i will go to myrtle beach but if if i it's it just came keen mm-hmm. seemed kind of stuffy but i think you know over the years and having the 1999 u.s open and the leadership of mr debon pat corso um you know, Mr. Paget uh, and now Tom Pashley. You know, they've they get it when it comes to marketing and marketing the game, growing the game, and making the game more fun. The cradle is, is just the heart and soul of that. And so, you know, when you're out there, it's just such a good time. And uh, you know you you can you can score a ten on a hole or have an ace. It doesn't matter. Everybody's out there has got a smile on their face and having a great time.
0: Is that like uh, part of the promotion too? Like if you had a group that wants to come to play a convention, say, is that cradle coming up? Is it known out in the... Field of golf and you need to go yeah, there to and,
2: you know it's it's a real trend i mean tiger woods built the hay uh, a, a similar par three course at pebble beach uh mm-hmm. there's one abandoned dunes now so it's kind of like the end thing mm-hmm. you see it in the news if you follow kind of what other resorts are doing because you know kia was watching what piners is doing sea pines is mm-hmm. watching what kia was doing we're watching what pebble beach is doing so you know it it, it is a competitive marketplace because you know Piner's competes with those resorts on a daily basis, you know. So our job, uh, especially in a destination where you know we've been uh, been, been accused of, hey, you know, with U.S. You know, kids going on, there's really nothing for kids to do here, you know. Is you know, yeah, there's a couple neighborhood splash pads and things like that, but you know, we don't have a water park. Mm-hmm. We don't have you know outside of the golf. What is there really for kids to do in the destination? So, you know, one thing we want to do and be a part of is if we get a chance to increase our occupancy tax from 3 to 6%, which 55 counties out of 100 North Carolina have done, it will give us the resources in our budget to spend a significant amount of money on these types of amenities mm-hmm. that are we de- we determine as tourism related expenditures that people are going to go, you know, what, honey, they built that, that big water park or whatever it is. I'm not saying we have to build a water park, but I'm just giving you an example. You know, what we want to do is build things here that when a couple or parents are sitting on the couch or looking at the computer, and they're going, you know what, should we go to Kiwa Island? Or you know what, Piners the area that has this now. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't we go there? You know, and that's what's great about, you know, Piners because, you know, they built the cradle and then they built the deuce and then they built the brewery and you know and now we got a distillery coming to town which is not piners it's uh it's jessica and brad hauling um they're gonna that's gonna start coming out of the ground near southern pines brewing company and so by the fall of 2023 we're gonna have a destination distillery here so that's gonna be something where somebody's gonna sit on their couch and go you know what honey they got an awesome distillery there and they got an amphitheater and they can have concerts and guess who's playing there on friday night yeah, so it's it's just another reason to give people an opportunity to choose Pinehurst over uh, these other destinations and golf destinations around the country and around the world. You've got to mix it up. Yeah, you got you got to keep changing. You got to have a vision for the future. You can't you can't rest on your laurels. You got to continue to improve. There's, you know that's why I never in any kind of ranking. Somebody asked me to rank something. I never give it a ten. Even even for our business and even for me and for our staff. Nobody ever gets a perfect score because there's always room for improvement. So if we're not improving, looking for ways to improve or have a vision for how we can be better, then you know, we're just standing pat and then things get stale. So you got to keep things got to keep shaking things up.
1: That brings me to a question that I ever since I moved here I've heard either outright criticism or subtle reference to the difference between Northmore in Southmore. Mm, yeah. And you mentioned a little while ago, a lot of the tourism dollars are generated here in Southmore. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things changing in the world now. And we do have Pottery Highway right. up in uh, Seagrove area, mm-hmm. which Seagrove is not more county, but...
2: Some, most, some I'd say, a l- little bit less like than half. Like the region, right. More, we still share with randolph county that ownership of seagrove right and uh but to your point uh go ahead and finish your well,
1: thought I'm, i mean that's i'm not sure if there's a finish to what i'm saying but i mean is there opportunity yeah. for the cvb to promote that to maybe figure out a partner to do some sort of occupancy a hotel right. bed and breakfast whatever it is yep yeah. um is that something that's on your horizon? or Yeah,
2: we we would love to find opportunities uh, to invest in, in Northmore. One, the, the most important factor is we have to increase our occupancy tax to be able to – I'll give an example. So we just did our th- first $3 million year. Uh, we couldn't – out of our current operating budget would not be able to – offer millions of dollars or have quarter-million-dollar, half-million-dollar grants for big projects like that. Because we couldn't fund the entire thing. It'd have to be a matching grant of some kind. So that $3 million with the 6% occupancy tax this past year would have been $6 million. And by law, by our legislation, we have to use two-thirds of that money to market the destination. Okay, so that's $4 million we would use for marketing. $2 million would go over into a kitty where we would develop a grant program to say, hey, what you got going on in Northmore? What has Robbins got going on? What has Cameron got going on? What are you town managers? Uh, come up with some great ideas, some big ideas that we, because only we as the CVB and our board are the only people that do two things: define the term tourism-related expenditures and determine how we spend our money. So you know, if a town X says, you know what, we want to build this. And we say, you know what? That's a great idea for tourism related expenditure. Like, I'll just give an example. What if the fairgrounds in Carthage, uh, if you're familiar with the farmer's market that's up off in in Raleigh or the one off I-40, the Piedmont Triad, Mm -hmm farmers market because the little farmers markets in these little towns uh, once a week and you know, the village and southern pines things like that but what if we built kind of a smaller scale farmers market like at the fairgrounds in Carthage that centrally located in the county where all everybody can go and get their fresh vegetables and all the farmers could enjoy that experience and then you can have food trucks there you can have a little stage there with concerts and you can make it really kind mm-hmm. of a, a cool experience that would support agritourism which you know we already do with our visit NC app we work with that with the extension service for the state of north carolina and moore county uh, we were one of the early adopters of that so you know we do support you know we do market events like robin's farmer's day but you know we'd like to do more uh, we'd like to have those bigger projects those bigger ideas um, in fact there's a the dam up on deep river there and i remember this is from two or three years ago because pat course was still uh, the executive director of partners of progress or economic development arm which natalie dean hawkins now heads up so the person bought the dam Say so he believed once they removed that dam, it would rec- create a whitewater experience where you would have Olympic Olympic skilled whitewater enthusiasts coming here to train. Maybe not, you know, foregoing Colorado for here, but it would create that type of experience. And you know what? That that could create an opportunity for maybe Bass Pro Shops or another outdoor outfitter to have something up in the northern end of the county. Um, To your hotel point, I know Bonnie McPeak has done a feasibility study on the opportunity for a hotel on 15501 between Pinehurst and Carthage. Um, I believe it was a favorable – um, ruling that she got. Um, I know Wayne Vest, who's our county manager, he's told me that he believes that someday there will be a hotel between Carthage and, and Piner. So, you know, there's growth out, I think 15501. I think there's growth out 211. Um, so, but you know, as far as those bigger projects, it, one would have to take the increase or occupancy tax. Because even since I've been here, We'd have almost eight million dollars sitting in that fund right now, hmm. that we could have. You know, towns apply for grants, saying, "Hey, come up with a great project. We want to be a part of that." Um, so, you know, I think there's opportunity. That we just we just need to, and we've had numerous um, conversations with. With towns, with town managers. I think we just need to get on the same page in terms of vision and in terms of how we would determine those to be tourism related expenditures. Uh, You know, even down at the coast, um, they slice off a certain amount of money for beach renourishment every year. I think it's Mm -hmm. Dare County. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, that's a great use of tourism related expenditures because obviously people come around the world to go to the Outer Banks and and beach is their livelihood. So, you know, what can we do in Moore County that would be something great, that would be an awesome project? I'll give you another great example. Um, Katie Wyatt, she's the executive director of the Weymouth Center for the Arts and Humanities. She grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. I went to school at James Madison, kind of near northern Virginia. So I spent a lot of time in the D.C. area and went to many concerts at uh, an outdoor performing arts center, one of the best in the country, called Wolf Trap. Mm. Uh, It's an awesome place, went to many shows there. So what she envisioned, because she played shows there, she went to shows there, and so she was influenced by that. And what she wants to build at Weymouth is a mini version of Wolf Trap where you might be have, have a facility where 5,000 to 7,500 people could come to the Weymouth Center for this outdoor performing arts center. They've got a ton of land out there. Uh, build an experience where the walkways, because you can walk from downtown Southern Pines, you have a beautiful dinner, walk down you know, newly lighted street paths to Weymouth Center to go see a concert. And then you know, that's where you get somebody on sitting on their couch in Charlotte and Raleigh and mm-hmm. Richmond and okay. Dayton, Ohio, saying, you know what? They built this awesome performing arts center, and Kenny Chesney's going to play there. And, you know, so how cool would that be?
0: And uh, Link it that's with an, some Greenways, that would really be awesome. Yeah,
2: and it, Greenways. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're getting ready to have discussions about what to do with the parcel land, the Whitehall track, and and I've been invited to be a part of that conversation. So I look forward to that. And you, you know, do we? You know, would there be an opportunity for zip lines? I mean, you know, trails are nice, and you know, the southern I walk around the reservoir, and I <laughs> paddle board on the reservoir all the time. And uh, so, what could be another? Experience? experience that's going to draw people here we already have like uh, disc golf uh, they got a course running mm-hmm. through the the reservoir uh, park there but um you know could it be zip lines that uh, would draw people's attention because you know what that would be really cool and uh so it's just those types of things and those experiences uh as you look forward uh, down the road as this destination grows what are some of those amenities that are you know going to make people decide to choose us versus other destinations
1: keep in mind uh <clears throat> high ropes course when you're talking high ropes course yeah
2: yeah i mean that's great for team building that's yeah. great for leisure and for business corporate corporate outings things like that so uh yeah that's awesome and you know we need another facility like the fair barn um you know, in fact uh, I, I i i had a gentleman who owns a certain building in pinehurst that wants to kind of create that um he hasn't gone public with that so i'm not going to spill the beans here but, uh, but I mean I was like yeah we, we definitely need something like that that you know it could be uh, a meeting venue event venue wedding venue uh, so you know it's just not, and, and, and last Sunday I had breakfast a brunch at Rooted Cafe where the uh, I think it's Hot Asana yeah uh does their thing, so they've got this organic food uh, restaurant uh, dining oh, experience. It's
1: a, and it's a vegan. I and mean, vegan. Yeah. All, so huh. they had a brunch. Yeah. I went on the rooftop
2: with our social media manager Melissa Holt, and uh, what a wonderful experience! And yeah. So I said something to the owner. We need a rooftop bar, and she's like, "Well, you know,
1: I think because of weight <laughs> restrictions, things like that. that. The occupancy on that roof yeah. is very low. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you know, I, I think at some point. I mean, I remember Charleston. The Vendue Inn was the only rooftop experience bar, whatever you want to call it, in Charleston. And now there's probably a dozen, and it's just you know I t- I've told Bonnie McPeak, who's uh, you know one of our, our board persons and, uh, and and actually lives right across the street here, um, and uh, so I told her I said yeah. You own all these these places in Southern Pines? Really, you need to build a, a rooftop experience that would be really cool. But again, I, I think because of the buildings and the age and the the weight restrictions, there would be a, a lot of expense that would have to be done to. I think it would to need to that. be a new building. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, that would be. But it was it was cool to go up there in the top of Rooted Cafe and you know kind of see the the treetops of Southern that's Pines.
1: It's a nice little. It, was a nice beautiful little spot. morning. Yeah. It was a
0: great spot. Yeah. So, and, you know, I was I was blown away. It was really an awesome place. I just think it's so exciting that you're bringing in ideas that are beyond golf.
2: Yeah, are so bringing and, in, in, lots, in fact, one of, of our lots of attractions
0: yeah. for all kinds of folks.
2: Yeah, one of our hashtags is more than just golf. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I understand and I think our board understands, even, even Tom Pashley, Kellen Miller understand that you know, this destination while we are the home of American golf, mm-hmm. we are that and so much more mm-hmm. and we have to be. Um, yeah. because we can't just be golf and be and be pigeonholed into an idea that we're we're just this. You know, I want people to come here and say, "You know what? I had a great Right now we're building a video to really kind of leverage market this destination as one of the best foodie golf destinations in the country. You know, you've got Mark Elliott, you've got Warren Lewis, you've got Scott's Table, all the great restaurants here in town uh, that do a phenomenal job and have partnerships with our local Moore County farmers that I think is an, an intriguing story. And uh, and so you know, from that aspect and, and agritourism, uh, other things to, to, to see and do, the history, uh, hiking, the outdoors, there's so many other things that this destination offers that I think think people that currently live in in the bigger cities like raleigh charlotte new york la you know that's why they're leaving these big cities is because you know when you come here and you get out of your car and you can just take a deep breath and relax and uh in fact we did a video um laura laura i forget laura's name but um she's the current miss reigning uh ms north carolina
1: oh i don't know and she
2: teaches forest bathing and so oh, yeah. we have a video franchise called Explore More. So Jeremy Lee and Tracy Gibson are male and female talent for that. And Jeremy's a PGA professional. So I was explaining to him, "Hey, we're going to do a video on forest bathing because it's kind of a cool thing to do. We're surrounded by the pines." I was hmm. I really wasn't sold on the idea because I used to live in Asheville and I thought, "Well, that's kind of a granola. It's kind of a granola Asheville thing." Uh, but but I, the more <laughs> I, mean, it I learned, certainly <laughs> seems yeah, the, the, more, <laughs> the more I learned about it, the more I was like, "You know what? It does harken back to the history of pinehurst in 1895 when." Mr. Tufts came here and said, you know, I'm smell a, smell the pines. and That's breathe. a great thought
1: yeah. because, yes. yeah, that's what the resort yes. was. Yeah, yes.
2: breathe the clean air. So yes. it really goes back to that, especially in these days where, you know, you're talking about mental illness and anxiety and stress. And, you know, when people come here, they come here to de-stress and relax. And so when we did that video – Jeremy, before we did it, he was like, we're going to do what? I said, yeah, you're going to sit in the forest for like three hours and like breathe and meditate and talk about just just stuff other than whatever that, that stresses you out. And so when we finished the video, he's like, you know what? I was really skeptical, but after those three hours, I didn't think about my four kids. I didn't think about my job. I didn't think about any of the stresses I had. I was, three hours were like I was completely disconnected from reality. And it's like he felt like – he's like, I feel better. you know. And all he did was sit out and lay down on the grass, surrounded by the forest, and enjoy that experience. So –
1: Clothed, I'm sure. Clothed,
2: yes. Because you were (laughs) videoing it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So yeah, man, they were young and old in that class, and uh, it's provided and uh, offered by Southern Pines Park and Rec. So uh, if you get a chance, go to their website uh, because Laura, Laura Beth, I think it's Laura Beth. I forget her her last name, but uh, we
1: spoke with um, we spoke with the director of the park, Laura Beth Jones. Yeah, yeah, and she she mentioned that as well yeah yeah so park pretty awesome southernpines.net right i
0: believe I? so yeah you know what about the airport yeah i mean i bet they come to you for data to justify major expansion because all the folks coming are by train or by car or a smaller private plane so yeah so do you see uh the numbers that you're talking is really gonna i mean make a make a good stand we need more traffic ability well
2: I, I live in whispering pines i moved recently from longleaf to whispering pines so I, I drive past the runway and the tarmac every day and so not unusual to see i think it was a couple weekends ago there were at least a dozen corporate jets and a couple of them fairly large sitting out there so i'm like okay these, these are obviously you know affluent people, sea level executives um you know i think there is room for growth, and I know you know they've gotten a recent grant, and they're they're doing some things. In fact, I was just appointed to an airport advisory committee, which is headed by Eric Huster, who's a vice president at Pinehurst Resort, uh, to kind of advise the the airport mm-hmm. there. From my perspective, from a marketing perspective, but the people on our committee are Janine Driscoll from the USGA, Natalie Dean Hawkins from Economic Development, um, you know, quite a few people that are movers and shakers in this community, me not included. But uh, you know, fortunately, I was included in this very highly regarded group um, Mm -hmm. to advise the airport on things that they can do to improve. I mean, one of those things could be just the visitor experience. When you go in there, you know, is it a high-end experience? You know, what can we do to improve those things? Mm -hmm. And I'm on a committee, kind of a beautification as to how how we would do that. Um, To your point about how we grow, I know they're responsible for $97 million worth of revenue each year according to uh, Department of Commerce uh, Aviation Division. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a huge amount of dollars flowing into the the economy. the, the one thing that, that I think about is that, okay, if I'm a C-level executive and, okay, I'm here on a very packed spring, golf peak, fall peak weekend, and there's no availability at the resort, where am I going to stay? As a C-level executive, am I going to stay in... In a hotel, or am I going to stay say in my in a, in a home I can rent at Forest Creek or mm. you know CCNC? Um, so I think we need to bridge the gap. In fact, there's several destinations in North Carolina, and this is backed by Chris Cavanaugh, who is who owns. Um, Magellan Strategies, and he helped develop our strategic marketing plan. So you know he agrees there is a huge gap in the luxury experience between Piner's Resort and the next level of luxury. Mm. So having worked for Ritz Carlton Hotel Company in my in my career, um, you know. And I understand before the recession, in 8 Ritz Carlton had thought about developing a hotel in, you know, the Foxfire area. Hmm. Um, you know, I've gone down to Reynolds Lake Oconee. It's formerly known as Reynolds Plantation, but Reynolds Lake Oconee, uh, they have a Ritz Carlton there. It's kind of a almost like a lodge type hotel. Um, not a huge amount of rooms. I think it might be fifty to seventy rooms, something like that. Uh, but I certainly think that type of experience is going to be in very high demand. I think it would be very high demand right now, mm-hmm. uh, but I know it will be when we get to you know the U.S. Open between twenty-four <laughs> and twenty-nine. Um, because those folks, there are going to be a lot of people coming to this destination. Uh, we're going to try and drive more people to this destination. So, again, it goes back to options. So if they've got a Pinehurst Resort option, a Four Seasons option, a Ritz-Carlton option, a Hampton Inn option, short-term rental option, uh, it gives people more ability to you know, have flexibility in where they choose to go and where they choose to stay. So, uh, I think there has to be uh, some, some opportunity there. And, and on the other end of the scale, you see destinations uh, like Asheville. They have a commune of small homes. Those small homes mm-hmm. that are like 500 square foot that you can stay the there. tiny and they, house. They kind kill of... it. They absolutely kill it. Mm-hmm. So, if there was somebody that wanted to invest in a small area of land like mm-hmm. out near Vassar Cameron and build like a, you know, Village. five to ten small home experience – I'm guarantee you right now it would kill it. It's just it's it's an in thing right now and I yeah. think it's and people it's there my to stay. age yeah. and
1: younger would yeah. be all over that we don't
2: yeah. if there was something you know, where there are hiking trails and a lake and you know, other things to do and you're near a town where you can go get a restaurant where you can just kinda of cook out and hang yep. out and and, uh, and just enjoy being out in nature, um, you know, they've worked and then just a, have a place to sleep. Yeah. I mean uh, it's worked in a number of different I mean I see I see online, you know, there's a guy I follow, I think, on TikTok. He just lives out of his van. Not that this would be part of our tourism thing, but it's like, you know, I would love to do that after I retire. I would love to, like, right. build, have a build out van like that. And, like, cause I'm a huge weather geek and, like, I would love to, like, storm chase. I'd, like, totally work for, for, or Weather Channel and, like, be a, a freelancer and say, yeah, man, I'll, I'll go chase that storm and, uh, send you some video. You know, just pay me a little right. bit of money, offset my cost of my van. Uh, but anyway, we kind of regress, but, um, or digress, but, you know, Rocky oh, Mount yeah, has we haven't a, regressed. Yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You know, down by that River Mills area. And the, I thought and the, you were
2: going to say the the van down by the river. <laughs> that
0: was they, the
1: first thing I thought
0: of. They have all these uh, tiny houses, and it's their hotel. It's yeah. like one of the first ones in the country. So mm-hmm. that sort of sounds like what you're saying is a temporary kind of a village of tiny houses. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. They you would know. be permanent. It would be a, a really cool experience. And, and to your point, Frank, mm, I mean, you're you're that generation that I think, yeah. you know, w- love mm-hmm. that type of experience.
1: Yeah, and especially, I mean, I have two kids, but people with no kids, yeah, I mean, they'd be all over mm-hmm. it. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anybody out
2: wow. there
0: that
1: wants to invest in
0: that, uh, let us know and we, we can figure something out. So if I gave you a magic wand right now, is there anything that we haven't covered that's, that you would wish? that could happen there's a lot of things you're saying I, I mean i'm just filled to the brim yeah i don't have anything yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I
1: mean we that, could I keep going really. but that's uh, that's but, a great way to kind of wrap this up because so you know,
2: I, all i could say is um i would just ask people to if they have any questions about tourism about our vision for where we think this destination could go uh you know come see me um you know like we had uh uh, a really popular program um, that we started on April the 1st it's called the Sandhills Pour Tour Program hmm. and so you know somebody went out in public and you know said hey this is not a good thing this you know supports drinking and driving and well you know if you looked into it a little bit further it, you would have seen that you don't have to drink one drop of alcohol with any purchase you can purchase a Pepsi a pack of nabs a t-shirt we'll give you a stamp you can come get the mug and the Donald Ross coin so you know To my point is, you know, if you have any questions or wondering what tourism is doing, how are we spending our money? I can tell you right now because we, I get paid by the county of Moore. Carolyn Jong in the finance office does a phenomenal job uh, of keeping track of what we spend every penny on. So if you want to know, they're more than happy to tell you. We're audited every year. In fact, I get audit questions on an almost weekly basis Hmm. about certain things that we explain this is this this is this and uh, so we get that report every year it's on our website you can see our annual reports Um, you know we're more than happy to and if you have an idea for a great project a great tourism related project that's going to bring what I tell people is the litmus test is if we do something build something market something what is it going to do to get more people to come to the destination and spend their money and then go home but then too even if we increase our occupancy tax to six percent it's going to do all those things but guess what you live in Moore County you live in Moore County I live in Moore County Those additional dollars don't don't cost us a dime. And the more that we spend money on tourism and the more is invested in tourism, currently we save every taxpayer in Moore County $580 a year on taxes because of the money that's spent Hmm. and brought into the destination by people spending their money and supporting our local economy. So if tourism went away, you're going to be paying a lot more in taxes. So the more we support tourism, the more we're going to save you taxes-wise, and then we're going to build and do things in the destination that you never had to bear the brunt of one penny of, but you're going to get to enjoy just like all the visitors do so it sounds like a pretty darn good deal to me and um so you know we just ask people if you have any questions come see us support us uh when it comes to these initiatives and things that we want to do for the destination i mean our board is tr- they're tremendous people they they love this community they want the best for for moore county and pinehurst uh aberdeen southern pines vast cameron robbins uh, you name it all the towns in Moore County. We want to be a part of the growth and success of Northern Moore, Southern Moore. You know, when I moved here, all I knew was I was moving to Moore County. I didn't you know, I've I've learned kind of the subtle differences and uh, but you know what? People that visit don't know borders. They just know experiences. If they come here and have a great time, they're gonna come back. And they're gonna come back again and again and again if we give them a reason to.
0: You know, one successful organization or a company that seems like it would just kill it here. And uh, I've only been to one of them one time, but it's Top Golf. Yeah, and I'm thinking, but you know that that may be for a much bigger metro yeah. area. And but, well, uh, they do they
2: do have like the larger monstrosities you see in Charlotte, some of the bigger cities, uh, Orlando, things like that. But they do have a boutique Top Golf. Oh, yeah. If you go to Augusta, it's like a 20 Bay. Oh, okay, and, and kind of look at what Matt Houser's doing at Top. Uh, top tracer is gonna if you go to Talamore, drive over to Talamore, uh, to their clubhouse there, they've got a huge putting green and they're gonna have a top tracer, I think hmm. it was ten to fifteen bays, maybe twelve bays. Uh, so top tracer is basically a similar experience, just like hmm. top golf. Oh, okay. It's gonna be a similar experience where you can play Piners number no. two, you can play Pebble Beach, yeah. you can drink, you know, Pepsi's Adult beverages, eat wings, uh, and have a great time. It's just like Top Golf, hmm. but that's going to be available to the public, and that's going to happen real soon. Hmm. Uh, they're almost ready to launch that here, and I would imagine by Labor Day it'll be well underway. Uh, I know they do have that at Pine Needles. Uh, Kelly has that, but I think you have to be a resort guest to do that. But at Talonmore Matt Hauser will have that, and it'll be open to the public. So, yeah, is is there an opportunity? Is actually um, Tiger Woods has a new brand. It's called. Um, pop stroke it's basically like we don't have we're the home of american golf we don't even have a putt-putt here but tiger woods does a brand it's called pop it's like a very high-end upscale putt-putt golf experience so we need something like that rory mm-hmm. McElroy is involved in another endeavor that's kind of a very high-end upscale golf experience it's kind of kind of related to adult beverages and golf uh and it's just I can't remember the name of it right now, but I saw the website the other day, and I was like, <clears throat> I don't know if that's Pinehurst <laughs> but uh, but it was pretty cool. But there's and, opportunity. There's opportunity, to, and and again, you know, if we can scale things to this destination mm-hmm. to match this destination, mm-hmm. you know, we're wow. not going to try and be mm-hmm. Myrtle Beach or you know Charlotte or anything like that. We we want to be us right. because that's what's made us so great right. for 127 years. You know, how do mm-hmm. we build upon that and maintain you know our uniqueness? Uh, and that's what's so important. If we, if we're a copycat, then why well, can't go do that there? Why do I need to? We need to do things here that are unique and different, and people uh, can recognize and go, "Wow, that was really cool." And well, I'm going to tell my friends about it, so they come, and then we're coming back too.
1: So to close, you are <laughs> homeofgolf.com. Homeofgolf.com. Yep. And the address so people can stop by?
2: Yeah, we're located, if you know where the Southern Pines Growler Company is, Jerry Bateman and uh, Brandy Underwood, they're great friends. Uh, Obviously, they're right across the street, and we're right across the street from the Chamber of Commerce. So Linda Parsons, Mm -hmm. that Growler Company building is a three-story building. If you look across the street, there's a big grassy area and a brick building, a long brick building. If we're you know, loading dock where the post office is, we're suite number 300. So officially it's 155 West New York Avenue uh, in downtown Southern Pines. We're one block off Southern Pines. If you know where Ember's Barbecue is, uh, where I've eaten there many times because it's (laughs) a 30-second walk from my office, uh, and they have great food, uh, actually owned by the same people that own Whispering Q uh, at Whispering Pines Country Club. Um, yeah, definitely go there. It's great food. But um, we're located right there, right behind Embers. There's a little trail that goes right back to where our office is located. Mm-hmm. If you know where the loading dock is at the post office, we're right there. So it's, we're pretty easy to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just come by and say hi. We've got a great space. Uh, Golf Channel is always on TV.
1: It is a I, great space. Yeah, mm-hmm. your, and you are very welcoming. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anybody who is wow. on the fence, I highly recommend going by and checking it out. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, yeah. Frank. And, uh, and Frank, uh, thanks for the time. And,
2: uh, Wonderful. And we'd we'll love to uh, come back and give you up updates when we get them.
1: Oh yeah, we could keep going, but yeah, I have could. a feeling we are <laughs> Thank you. We, well, this is the longest podcast I've oh, really that we've done so far. So.
0: <laughs> but
2: people will not
0: stop listening. Well it's funny when and I was great, in, you know? when I was
2: in TV and the the, the earpiece it's called an IFB. And uh, so you'd have a producer and I'm doing sports and I got four minutes and so the producer's saying rap, 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 rap and and, and I'm seeing the one the, the producer <laughs> in the studio going, Rap and then I'm still talking and the producers do just shut up. So it's like it's hard to get me to shut up sometimes because I'm so so I've got so much passion for this destination tourism and and what we're doing here and we've got so many people that love this place and we just want to make them
1: love it even more and we appreciate that yeah thank Thank you you. very much appreciate it thank you